0: Welcome to the Rethinking Church podcast. My name is Tim. I'm the pastor at Hydron Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and the founder of Rethink Small, an organization that helps small churches and churches of all sizes, really, to rethink what it is that God has put them in their communities to do. We help them to discover the vision and the purpose and the calling that God has for their church while understanding the cultural impacts of what's happening and how to really produce change so that their church can rethink, revitalize, and even on occasion, restart. It's a privilege to spend just a few minutes with you. We take 10 to 15 minutes each week to kind of look at some of the things that God has taught us about what it is to rethink church. I have been kind of unpacking some of the hard lessons that God taught me during a season when I was ready to give up on ministry, ready to give up on the church. It was a season when I felt very alone. I am serving in a smaller church, in a small town, disconnected from much of my denominational connection. I'm not from here. I so so I have a less connection to those around me, to the support and the encouragement that I might have in other places. And I was feeling very, very alone. I was feeling a bit anonymous, if you would, obscure. Felt like I had all kinds of gifts and abilities that just weren't being used in this smaller church. Up to this point, I had served in churches of all sizes, served in churches from from 30 people to over 1,000 people, started venues, led discipleship ministries, created middle school ministries and youth ministries, even had done kids ministries. There's, there's lots of different things that I had done and succeeded and done well. And, and as I came to this season, I felt like I was failing. I felt alone, and I didn't understand what God was doing in this season of anonymity, of obscurity. And one of the things that I learned is that the best thing I can do is to embrace that obscurity, to embrace that anonymity. If we look at the life of Jesus, he spent 30 years, 30 years in obscurity, 30 years as, as anonymous, as no one knowing his name for anything else other than carpentry, and three years doing ministry. We like to reverse that equation and we might do four years of training, four years of learning and education to, to attempt 40 years of ministry. The truth is that, that the, the part of us that makes us who we are is always going to be formed in the hidden places of life. Anything that grows, grows in the dark. If we think about an infant, if we think about a seed that falls into the ground, all of these things, they grow in the dark. They're hidden as they are formed. And the same thing is true for leaders. Robert Clinton has written that the first 20 years of leadership is about the development of the leader. And that anything, that good, anything good that happens in our leadership during those first 20 years is just pure blessing. Pure gift of God, luck, whatever you want to call it. It's God giving us something that we didn't earn. It is that blind squirrel finding an acorn. It is, it is us just kind of being blessed and given something that we didn't deserve. In fact, this is a season that we're meant to grow. If you're feeling anonymous, if you're feeling obscure, if maybe you've moved into another position or another town and you're feeling kind of alone. Maybe life has brought about new changes and you feel anonymous. You're in a new place. Maybe you've just been serving and doing the same thing for so long you feel kind of invisible to others and to the leaders around you. Maybe it's this COVID season that has pulled us away from our people in so many ways that's left you feeling anonymous. For whatever reason that you have entered into a season of being hidden, of obscure, I want to encourage you to embrace this season and begin to look at what God would teach you in this season. Maybe he wants to anchor you in his word in a new way, he wants to begin to give you the strength to fight temptations that you will fight later. Maybe he wants to shape your character in a way now while you are hidden that it will be strong enough to face everything that will be coming at you when suddenly the light is turned back on you. I don't know what it is that he has for you to learn. It was during this season that, that my leadership began to change. In this season of obscurity, I learned to take my attention off of the programs and to put it onto people. You say so often in, in church and ministry and organizations, we think that our job is to lead the organization and manage people, but it's never that way. Our real job is to manage the organization and lead people. And I wasn't leading people. I was rushing about, trying to do the work, trying to make things happen. And God kept me in this hidden place so that I could grow, so that I could learn, so that my character could be developed, so that I could understand and value every person that I came across in a new way, so that I could learn to share the work of ministry. See, we each have lessons to learn. Lessons that will shape our hearts. We have lessons to to learn about our minds and 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 learn humility We all have Emotional baggage that we need to unpack and deal with that's affecting our leadership We have wounds and things that have gone unhealed that need time to heal We need to learn new skills need to learn to improve in our communication In our preaching, in our teaching, in our relationships, in the ways that we give feedback and and engage with team members, we need to learn to to hire and fire and recruit and develop. We need to, to learn what it is to really trust in God's timing to promote us. See, it's not about the effort you put into moving into what's next, into moving into the spotlight. Instead, we need to embrace the work he's given us to do right now. Lean into the anonymous season and trust, trust that God will see us and that he will be our sponsor and he will move us into what he has for us when his time is right. It is the trust that is modeled by Jesus. Early in this kind of hinge point moment between the 30 years and the 3 years Jesus is tempted he's tempted in all kinds of ways to provide for himself he's he's tempted to 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 step out of the anonymity and to prove himself and his identity and his character is anchored in God so that when satan tempts him and says hey why don't you jump off of this peak Why don't you jump off of the top of the temple? Let the the angels come and rescue you, and then everyone will know who you are. Everyone will know what you're about. Everyone will believe in you, and you can be the Messiah that God wants you to be. The problem was it wasn't God's timing. God wouldn't be his sponsor in that moment. He would have been taking things into his own hands. We see it all throughout his life, over and over again. Jesus says, I do only what my father instructs me to do. I do only what my father has given me to do. And over and over again, we hear him say, it's not my time yet. It's not our time to step out of anonymity, to step out of obscurity until God becomes our sponsor and he moves us, until he shows us the next step. It's about his timing, about his will, about what he is doing in us before he does anything through us. So if you're in this season, learn to embrace it. Learn to see all that is good in it. Learn to experiment in it. That's another great thing about obscurity. When no one's watching, no one sees you fail. No one's there to criticize. So you can try anything. And if it works, amazing. If it doesn't, great. You learn and you move on without it costing a whole lot. It's a wonderful thing about obscurity learn to embrace it take some chances take some risks do what he's asking you to do trust his timing let him develop your character and in his time he will be your sponsor and move you into what he has for you next don't be in a hurry to rush out of this stage you'll miss it when it's gone now obscurity is difficult anonymity is difficult but remember, you have a God who sees you, a God who knows your name, a God who refuses to abandon you. In fact, your name, according to the prophet Isaiah, is written on his hand. So trust him. He is faithful. His mercies are new every, every morning, and he never stops leading or teaching us. And today has been helpful. It's been encouraging inspiring drop us a comment, subscribe to on Apple podcast, share it with a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Love your support. Thank you so much. This is Rethinking Church with Tim Fox. We look forward to being with you for a few minutes again next week.